Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, what's going on? Uh, Richard Blaze here uh, from my hotel room. It's actually the Holiday Inn Express here uh, in the central west end of St. Louis in the state of Missouri uh, where I have a restaurant called Yellow Belly that just launched brunch yesterday. I'm about to jump on a plane to head home to uh, say hi to Jasmine and then back on a plane uh, to go film with our friend Rachel Ray in New York City. Uh, but I wanted to do the open for our show. This week's episode's a lot of fun. Uh, but before I uh, even reveal who's going to be on it, while I'm here in St. Louis, over the last couple of days, this uh, crazy, uh, this raging dispute uh, has broken out over what is the St. Louis-style bread-sliced bagel. This is a thing uh, that they do in St. Louis where they, they slice the bagel uh, vertically, and then you can sort of dip those slices into your cream cheese. Uh, someone in New York picked this up, and then this thing just set the food internet on fire this past week. Uh, and I just wanted to weigh in. So if you head on over to my uh, Instagram page, at Richard Blaze. You will see that uh, I did a version of the bagel uh, with all of my favorite condiments. And there's a tuna confit on there and raw tuna and poke and um, some lox and cream cheese and capers and caviar and mustard seed caviar and all sorts of delicious herbs and pickled onions. All the best stuff uh, we arranged on this St. Louis uh, style sliced bagel. Uh, and I, my hot take on it, guys, is that it's just the slicing of a bagel. Like, Why, why are we so upset about how someone slices a bagel. I understand the uh, traditional food wars of a deep dish pizza versus a New York City slice of pizza. There are some food fights uh, that are worth the, de- the debate. This one, uh, from my perspective, is not. Slice your bagel however you want. I don't care. Fold your pizza. Don't fold your pizza. When it comes to technique uh, and slicing and, and how, you, how you consume something, I'm not too concerned about it. But many of you are. Uh, many of you have said some um, pretty pretty mean things uh, to me. I made the mistake also of uh, responding to a Padma Lakshmi uh, post that she put up on her Instagram where she decried uh, the bagel as well. And, and as a New Yorker, I get it. Um, and then a lot of people were throwing me shade over there too. So it's been a hot topic. And I figured why we were here in St. Louis, I would weigh in on the sliced bagel debate. If you want to drop us a line and let us know your thoughts on it, some of you already have, go to the Richard Blaze or the Starving for Pod Instagram page uh, where we covered it. And uh, today, speaking of slices, this episode is going to be with someone who might be known, well, is known more for uh, sliced pizza or certainly, uh, and bread for that matter, Chris Bianco from Pizzeria Bianco and now Tartine Bianco, which is in the uh, LA manufacturing uh, Tartine facility in downtown LA. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a chance to go visit them in the, in the workshop, uh, which is really understanding it because it's a pretty massive um, place. Um, while they're getting ready to open, and there's a there's a number of different sort of outlets and eateries inside of the manufacturing. They were beyond hospitable, uh, and and Chris Bianco, I mean, never met him before this interview. Um, and you know, if you don't know the story, the 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 quick little uh, bullet points of this, the cheat sheet is you know he's uh, a pizzaiolo in Phoenix, um, you know, world renowned and certainly nation wide known for having, you know, arguably the best pizza in the United States, right? Uh, and I just really loved hanging out with him because it, it, this is one of those stories where, like, if you, you know, repetition makes perfect. He gets into a lot of just really, really great chef talk. Uh, and I found him also cosmically spiritual, uh, and w- this is probably for a lot of you who have commented on our iTunes page and dropped us reviews. Thank you for that. For a few of you who have said, hey, Blaze, uh, just let other people talk. Um, this is going to be one of those episodes you're going to be really, really happy with. 
uh, because we let the mic go on and Chris Bianco just uh, goes for it, which was awesome. I wasn't feeling well, that well that day also, uh, but it ended up being an incredibly inspirational uh, podcast. And more than that, afterwards, uh, like most restaurateurs do, uh, he sat me down and uh, they fed me over there at Tartine and, and you guys who know me know my thoughts on Tartine and what they've done, not only just for the bread baking and, and pastry world, but for the restaurant world. Uh, I mean, these are the, these, these are the idols uh, that are worth uh, and worthy of uh, said worship. I love their cookbooks and hopefully we can go back on there uh, and get the Tartine uh, squad on the podcast as well. Hey, listen, 60 seconds, that's exactly how long this commercial lasts and exactly how much longer I have to get out of this hotel room. You know what else you can do in about a minute? You can get an offer for your car with TrueCar. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a true cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to TrueCar and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local TrueCar certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together and you'll ask questions to get the answers you need. No surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Uh, let's get into this uh, because it was a lot of fun. Again, live from Tartine Manufacturing in downtown LA or Tartine Bianco more specifically. Here's Chris Bianco. I'm noticing you're rocking the denim jacket. Well, it's, now, it's a bit chilly. This is just old, so old jacket. But yeah, you know, I like the denim. Uh, is uh, yeah. No, see, Chris Bianco, you're a true hipster. It's it's not it's not a new jacket. It's a vintage. Yeah, it's well, one that you've had for a bit. I know it's vintage. It's like me. It's just old. <laughs> Dude, congratulations. Thank you very much. I mean, much. we are we are sitting here in. Well, I guess. I mean, how would you even describe in this room compound? No, the the, oh, the, the whole, whole compound. the whole thing. What we like to call the little country store. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, the Main Street, it, yeah, yeah, it's a little Main Street country store. Um, um, it's it's definitely um, a lifetime in the making project, you know. And it's it's uh, uh, it's something you know. Chad and I both coming out of little shoe boxes that we've mm. worked our ways out of, and, and this is more of like a a big walk-in closet with with a lot of really cool cool shoes in yeah. it. And and those shoes are really filled by some incredible talent. And I think that's the. I was telling somebody last night. Um, we were talking about it, and it's it's the strangest phenomenon, um, uh, and not something we really planned. But uh, I think growing up in, in New York or any major city, the bigger the city, almost the smaller your world, your personal world in it. Like you have your deli, your dry cleaners. You hardly leave your block unless you're going, you know, to a whatever. You know, you're, you're going somewhere specific but you have your kind of cadence of day sure and i think in this case uh whether it's the bread team pastry team um you know uh, supper club alameda or uh Tartin bianco or the market they each have incredibly strong leadership and team that are uh you know um could you know fill the world with anything uh, uh beautiful and we're just lucky they're doing it here with us yeah you've you've basically created like your own like culinary city like you're and you're saying like with communities yeah with, with communities in, yeah which, for which sure. is which is insane i love how you like right off the bat you're like coming from shoebox yeah. of a place mm-hmm. like i i think to me that's what the the most exciting thing about this collaboration mm-hmm. is the fact that for for the longest time to be honest with you this is sort of like I'm, when you walked in as like legendary moment yeah right. because you have <laughs> like this you you have always had the like the mystique of like the Yeti, the, the Sas- <laughs> you know, like, oh, be, because of the fact that it's like, you know, your, your restaurant was, is, is um, you know, it, and it was in an off market, is in an off market, right? Before you came out here, before you started growing yeah. and expanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did things your way. Uh, for better or for worse, yeah. For better, obviously. Oh, wow. um, but like that transition from being like almost seemingly without knowing you, a chef mm-hmm. who eschewed the bigger sort of projects... To me, well, that's what's fascinating about this. Has it been a, a climate change? Yeah, well, y- you know, yes and no. It's really a strange, um, yeah, like my Forrest Gump kind of life is, uh, in, you know, uh, um, you know, putting things in a fiery, uh, 
pole and pulling out circles and, um, you know, keeping my focus on something that I do, you know, allowed me to have conversations that really matter, you know, sure. essentially. Like, you know, uh, you know I, I have a very narrow lane, I think, of things that I'm decent at. And, um, uh, but in that lane, I think, is um, I found, like, studying, like, repetition and studying, you know, like, things that I love, like, you know, um, kind of resurrecting, uh, uh, I guess, metaphorically, for me, regardless of any spirituality, uh, I always found a lot of kind of uh, uh, miraculous uh, um, uh, just observation where you're, you're taking this definitely, like, fell from a shaft, died, and you're now going to, now you're going to bring it to life to feed more than one. So it's as much as a kind of a loaves and fishes moment as I, you know, you could be a part of. And not that you're creating, but you're really, you become, you become a player or you become a link in a chain. And I think those are the things that give me a lot of personal freedom, which, which, um, and even for young chefs, when I talk to and they start a conversation with I, 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 and I'm like, dude, man, unless you make rain, it's kind of wee, wee, wee. You know, right. it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's us and it's your, we're at the mercy of our environment with the mercy of our peers with the mercy of an audience with the mercy of this chair to hold us up you know so it, it takes like this relationship of diligence on seeing if this chair can hold my you know uh, 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 you know body or, or or the plate is big enough for the pizza or um, um, and then work backwards from that place now and, you you um, one you're self-deprecating like myself I think we're both native New Yorkers right yeah um, so that, I think that comes well, from a part yeah. of like being life raised. is uh, life will do that to you. You know, it's very, it's incredibly humbling. The, you know, the, and uh, um, for sure. But and, you mentioned like you know I'm only good at a few things. Like this sort of narrow yeah. lane, I think, was another thing you, you just yeah. said, which is which is not true. But is that is is that in part why you're so good at what you do? Because you took this one thing and let's just call it what it, I mean pizza making right yeah. mm-hmm. and said hey there's a couple of ingredients I'm going to be the best at this yeah well the best is is uh, I've said I have a few things that I kind of repeat because you know I, I, I think they they come into play like I, I got two words that I never use one for me personally I have no problem with yeah, them but right? for me personally one is best and and two are master I find I'm in the relationship business mm. so my relationships would constantly need um, appropriation, sure. whether it's with my children, my wife, my peers, this plant, you know, like I think part of we love our dogs, but maybe not like we love our, you know, mom and dad, whatever. Yeah. Like, so I think, Dog, I think dogs are children. It's yeah. Children. I, think, I think, I think in our business, when you're cooking, I think appropriation, whether it's temperature or, or, you know, the protein in something like to give you the end result that you want, like, like diligence, appropriation and, and what I was saying earlier about, like, staying in your lane, well, you know, in my lane, I've found that, you know, I can still s- look out both sides of the window. I can still be omnipresent, you know, present, you know. So I just don't want to swerve, you know, and, and, and continue to, like, to be kind of the shiny object titillated by the next shiny trend, possibly. Sure. You know, I, I like to kind of, you know, you know, when I was starting out, it was, you know, all I wanted was to get the respect of my peers, which is something that I crave today. I wanted, not that I, you, don't, you don't want everyone. Well, mission accomplished. I know you don't well, like to say Yeah, say, but man, you know what? But, but, it, but the jury's still out, and it always should be. Mm. You know, like, I think there's, there's a very, you know, we, we, you know it, it's cool to take, I think, a, a, you know, a kind of a blow or a rest <laughs> on the perch on sure. the ascension. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, it's only to gain, I think, pers- the necessary perspective. More than, you know, I'm gonna, f-ing, you know, uh, just roll and and you know enjoy the view. I mean, and and not, you know, af- you know, hopefully affect it. And and I think one of the things in this project, you know, it, which has been, you know, a, a story I, I I tend to tell a lot to people in my age bracket that right. cook, where like there's no there's no handbook, you know, for this mm. project. When I started out, there was no one really to talk to and you, you God forbid you were vulnerable with someone else to tell you were afraid or you didn't have enough ca- you know, money for the piece of equipment you needed or, or you know, how are you going to get people into the place or well, you know, whatever the challenge was and I think for me going back to even my relationship with Chad 
it was really built on, you know, um, when I met him 25 years ago, you know, uh, in watching us kind of go through life and business, I had a friend that really talked to me about the vulnerability, mm. like where you can be, um, you know, someone knew where your Achilles heel was, essentially. Right. And I think to arm another human being with that is incredibly powerful. So business-wise or as a craftsperson? I think, I think all-wise. Okay. I think there's no, I mean, someone says, can I ask you a personal question? They're all personal. Right. And I think they're all business, you know, essentially. Mm, sure. I, I had no idea that food was politics until I got into the food industry, you know? And then you learn that it is, you know? So I think um, it's, you know, as um, I think cooking or the little bit of success I've had in my life, uh, you know, I now look at it as a responsibility. Like, even if uh, one person ables, you know, is able to hear what you're saying, be cognizant or, or, or um, mindful that, you know, uh, maybe we don't live in a world where people are always accountable for what they say, but I don't have a... Sure. I, yeah, like, yeah, we won't right. get into that right now. Yeah. But, but I, think, I think I don't have a PR person to, to tell you what I meant. Right. I am here to kind of plod through that it, to the best of my ability. And the one way I've done that in, in my whole life was, or my business career, but as far as I can remember, um, was, was trying to be um, accessible, account, accountable. I'm telling you that, like, you know, I think some people go through their lives saying, like, I got nothing else to prove, and that's, that's their prerogative, and that's their vision. For me, I've got a lot of things yet to prove, and mostly to myself, um, and, and hopefully um, those things uh, uh, over time, if I'm uh, as long uh, as I have uh, the blessing to stay vertically on this, on this kind of uh, spinning rock, that I, I can, you know, I can do something that, uh, A, I wanted to make things, like not having a plan when I started out. Well, I know now it's to make things better than I found them mm-hmm. in a very simple term, whether it's a pantry or a station or a relationship or our small little world, you know, where we can take things like, you know, you know, um, and this will come out long a little bit, so bear with me, but, you know, part of, like, I love our industry incredibly much. I do think there's an aspect of it. Through the competitiveness of, you know, food competitions and things like that, which, yeah, which, sure. which, which are, yeah, I watch and I love it and top, I love it, I love it all. But I'd be lying if I, or I'd be untruthful to, to say that, you know, it's kind of like an adult beverage, you know? It's like, it needs to come with a responsibility when you consume it. Like, it needs to know that when you're making a beeline for a blue ribbon right. to not trample the garden on the way in. You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. So, so for me, like, you know, I've never done a cooking competition. Um, I judged one in about 19, must be 1990 maybe. Okay. And, and it, it was, it was which really. Which was? Which was uh, at the Arizona State Fair. It was, uh, it was a pie contest. Right. And that was before, you know, I had a cell phone. I don't think they were out. Yeah, but um. I was totally oblivious to food as competition. Like, right. I love sports, and you run fast for me, you get, a, you get a blue ribbon, you score 100 points, I know 98, you right. win. But in the, in the competition part, like, you know, there was this woman came up to me, that bitch is using frozen blueberries, you can't right. vote for her. Right. Like, that recipe is not even her. She got out of good housekeeping. I'm like, holy right. shit. This like, is this too isn't, much. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was, I thought it would be a beautiful thing, like, you know, like a bunch of grandmas, you know, you know putting their pies out, tucking them on their windowsill, We'd have a slice, have a cup of tea, and, and, you know, life would be great. You know, when people, you know, are part of something, I think we can, it's just, it's just where we are now in our world. When I look at our industry or our world, how do we get to where we are? Right. That many aspects are broken. Yeah. The only thing that I can do is become accountable to how I've affected personally. What have I done? Like, if if I've done something, I didn't hear from you, we're good friends, I didn't hear for six months. Right. I don't go, what the the matter with you? I go, right. hey man, how are you? Right. And tell me, right. You know, in and that might start a different dialogue of how we are able to affect each other's relationship. So I think on the cooking side or on the food side, when I'm going to connect this dot now, I think as we, I've turned just from you know uh, a guy that stands in front of the oven and and struggled to find my own role. 
I think in my own little world, which you go from being in, like if it's in sports reference, I would say, you know, you know, you go from being a player, you know, and you can jump over anything and just like, shit, I have to be third page coach or I'm going to have to be a pitching coach right. or I'm going to have to buy the fucking team or I'm going to have to be an announcer. Right. But I will have to find a way to serve its greatest and highest good along with my own. Sure. I don't want to, you know, watch my pot belly in the tight baseball suit and pretend I can still play. Right. You know? You go um, from player to player coach. Yeah. To, like it, this transition. How tough? I mean, that, 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 I think, is really, I mean, one, why, why people love you because you were the guy that stood in front of the oven, right? Yeah. Like, Mostly uh, because for, I needed it more than it needed me. Okay, I love that. Know? Like, you need, like, like, because you felt... What? If you I've, weren't in front of the oven one night. I felt that, you know, I have a team, like my brothers been with me doing all our dough and, our, you know, for, you know, for 25 years. And, you know, and, and you know, uh, a lot of the things that we have are very mechanical. I always thought that the part that the people see of our life, right. it's like, you know, it's like setting this mics up or doing whatever. Hoping, sure. You know, set it, you know, by the time the restaurant's lights come on or the door is unlocked, there's commitments made. There's relationships made. There's um, there's uh, a cadence that if we follow that template, um, there's an opportunity for success. So for me personally, even though I was a guy like standing, you know, 38 inches in front of, you know, of the fire every right. night and manipulating them in, most of the work that was still then was done with you know our farmers. Um, with you know, with with how can we update milling technologies to do it lower temperature to retain, you know, important um, nutritional aspects of whether it's a pizza or a loaf of bread. How can we, you know, stop pretending that we can make everything and right. understand to like to go and build a community of a community between like in the mercy of rain in the in the farmer's responsibility in the vulnerability that the milling that the miller has in the the transportation if you don't have your own mill to get it to your back door and in your space and then how um how now that it's active like when you want to make a cup of coffee you know roast you know having a great roaster right is important but as you as you kind of mill it you know you've activated it well, well flour and everything's the same so my little role was how can I, I, I want to make a good cup of coffee or I want to make a good, a good loaf of bread or a good pizza. Right. I needed to study every principle and then how do I personally affect it? I still love to jump in front and, 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 and you know, bang pizzas out in and out of the oven. It's, 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 it's where probably I have the most peace because I can do it something almost like breathing. I, I, like, I have two speeds, like shut the up or I wish he'd say something. Mm. You know, and um, and that happens a lot. From like, I had a thing when I, when I, you know, took a 17-year stint of never leaving the oven. Right. I never wanted to go into the dining room because I never wanted to feel that you, the next person, wasn't important. Right. You know. Because then you have to visit everyone in the dining yeah, room. Yeah. Because I didn't want to make. Oh, and let's do something if, you know, the, you know, uh, you know, Prince Charles comes in. Right. I didn't want to like get open the you know the magic door and get the good shit. Right. I wanted everybody to have the good shit. Sure. You know, but that's what set up the mystique. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why but, but I think the mystique was, you know, like in retrospect was incredibly transparent. Like it, it started from a place like I got into the tomato business, not because I wanted to be in the tomato business. I just found a lack of transparency. And like in the you know in the late eighties, early nineties, I used to have people going through my trash to see what the secret was. And there was never a secret. Right. The secret was, oh, dude, do you like, like, we need to buy from, from uh, uh, you know, from One Memo Farm or, or, or Bob McClendon because if we don't buy from them, I can't support, they'll go away. Right. You know? So it was like, here's, call this dude or call Central Milling or call, you know, uh, uh, you know Kevin Morse or, like, you know, or, or if you like these tomatoes, you know, um, I'll give you the guy's number. They'll be at your back door. W- when did that start happening when you were like, people are fishing through the garbage to try and figure out I was the, like ma- about, the magic that spell? That was the early 90s. Uh, you know, like I'd say 90, 94, 95, a little bit, when we got a little bit of attention. Um, and, you know, and I understand, you know, I, I grew up in a world where you can never ask questions. I mean, like, it's like, don't worry about it. Right. Especially growing up in New York, it was more like... Where there were, like, secret recipes. Yeah, and, and you know, and then you learn, like... Some secrets 
are seekers for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You like I respect, I do respect people that need to hold on to things, and that's undeniably part of their own, you know. But it's like in a way, and part of it is getting away with something, right? Where if you're, if you in your own uh, uh, infinite or or your own transparency to who and whatever form of consciousness that you serve or serves you, like you're cool with it. I'm cool with it. Right. You know? As long as you're honest about it. Yeah, as it. long as you're honest about it. Right. You like, and you like who you are. And like, for me, I just thought it would, it would be, you know, it would be easier if you came and you saw my kitchen, like, oh, really? Using single variety, Parenzon, extra virgin olive oil? Your, your food cost must be ridiculous, since it is. Or, you, you know, you want to use organic grain, you know, or, and, and flour, and you want to use these tomatoes, or you want to use that cheese. I, I thought it would only help. For me to establish a value, regardless of what the cost was, right? You know, I mean, my costs, I will tell you, are very, uh, Which uh, fairly, is fairly priced, uh, to say the least. Specifically for the bread or pizza game, right? Right. I mean, specifically, but yeah. I think the more that I could create a new value, was to expose you to, like, wow, I'm, uh, you know, the extra virgin olive oil at forty-seven bucks a gallon wholesale. If you go buy it. And now, like you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, or, you know, organic flour at forty-six, you know, a bag, or all of a sudden these things would have points of reference. So mm-hmm. when you did your own math, you said, I, that place isn't worth it. I can go, I can go make it in my house for like six, you know, six cents. Well, maybe you can, but maybe you can't. Right. And also, like you know, when we think about our, our the real estate that we sit on, I mean, this is a much deeper, I think, conversation to have, right. but it's like. You know, there was a time in our world where, you know, uh, you know, where record producers or companies made all the money and maybe the artists didn't understand, they didn't own the music. Sure. And they had, you know, they weren't really sure who the audience was or they didn't own the rights to things and things were confusing at best. I think we're in a world right now where chefs have started to understand, like, I should, I should probably figure out, you know, business side of things or get some, you know, get people around me that I can trust that can tell me. Yeah, we've you, definitely moved away from like the the big box restaurateur who then just brings on some talent, right? Yeah, like I, mean, I mean those things are just fleeting because they're just like that guy is there for three months until he gets the better deal and it's just until like... Until he gets an award and yeah, then he moves on. Yeah, and it's on. just like, it's just, and, and I'm, all, I'm all good with everything that you're good with, but I, but I in my world, like there's I'm, I can only I don't know if it's even lead my own example, but I can only be my own example. And if, if someone ever wanted to ask me a question, just as easy as we're sitting here now, it was only as easy as me either picking up the phone or saying, dude, you got a minute. And I've never not made a minute for things that mattered. Even if it was, give me 10 minutes and I'll call you right back. At or, the end of the day, I mean, I mean, this is how I feel about cooking in general and about restaurants is, or podcasts or whatever it is. All we really want to do is make people happy. Like if that's yeah. serving the final goal is that we've made someone happy, whether it's an ingredient, a conversation, a podcast, a, a TV competition show. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's bringing some sort of joy to someone. There's no, there's no question about it. But I think we need to start out with, you know, when we talk about, you know, like I say, even with young chefs and, you know, they want, I mean, I'm always kind of humbled by me giving anyone advice that I could, you know, have anything that people could use. But the one thing I will say is first the first day set an intention mm-hmm. you know for what you want your life to look like right you know where do you want to live now is that an interview question that you'll ask like uh, as you're getting ready to, uh, to yeah, now it is you okay. know there's a you know there's you know there was like you know sometimes in interviews like when when you know young chefs will start with the I I I and mm-hmm. you know and I will just say well you know and what they want and how long they want until they want to open their own thing and and you appreciate that transparency, but I think when you're coming into a, a situation, you know, where I look at restaurants, if I was taken care of when I was younger, I would have been super happy being a bass player in the greatest bands of all time. Go. You know, more than I needed to be a f-ing solo artist playing it in, in Podunk with three people just to say, I write all my own music, I play my all my instruments, and... You know, that to me never was the goal. It was being a part of something inclusive. And that's why I would say, like, regardless of your spirituality, I think most, most of them end uh, not, on a, not on a deserted island. They end, if you follow these principles, you know, 
mm. somewhere there's an eternity right that you know you know there'll be a party and you'll be invited and i i always say like i never was um confused enough to think i was a party but f- i wanted to be invited to that party make sure to stick around after this podcast to get the latest headlines from the ap news minute can't get enough Richard Blaze? Then take a listen to any of Podcast One's other fantastic food shows. Every Wednesday, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway of Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast, serve up their own brand of food, politics, and pop culture. And chef Rick Bayless and food journalist Steve Delinsky team up every Wednesday to travel the globe while tackling food trends on The Feed. Check out Thug Kitchen and The Feed every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Are bakers, and do you self-identify as a, a baker? Or I guess, man. A, I mean, I, I guess uh, I, I, uh, chef I, for us. I mean, you yeah, wear many hats, obviously. Yeah, I think it's and, a more of a task at hand. But I love. I mean, it started out from baking. I think you know you'll always be. Yeah. This, I, this, this, that plus yeah, baker. Yeah, at, I think it's a, it's a. It's a part of my, I guess, DNA or process. So are bakers, are they the bass players of the, of the culinary band, so Maybe to speak? so. Maybe at least the rhythm section or the, or the, or, or the drummers or the bass players. Or, um, I think... There's you know, a heartbeat, too. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you could argue that drums are the heartbeat, but yeah, like, there's a yeah, mystique uh, again. Yeah, you know, it's like, and, and then do we really need them mm. at the end of the day when we could just sing a cappella? Oh my gosh! And, yes, know, we need bass players. Yeah, so but right. I, I and I and I, I agree, or at least at least maybe not every song, but we need to have a, a, a place, you know. And and for me, like I started cooking, um, not out of any other reason, but I saw you know my mom, my aunts who were great cooks, mm. how people responded to them, and I know for me being incredibly insecure, I dropped out of school in tenth grade, I went to work, I know. Now looking back, more than anything, and even to this day, I mean, there's insecurities that I still possess and deal with where, like, it's better if I don't say anything, if I can just serve you, you know, like, and you can respond to it maybe just by finishing the bowl. Right. You know, or the plate, and that's enough. Which is the biggest compliment yeah. still and, for, and, for and any I, cook. And I think that, that, I think it's just really important for us to be honest with ourselves, I think, Whatever it is you need, that to the best of our ability, they were honest with it. Like you know, I'm like no, I'm cool. I don't need. It. I just do what I do. And mm. and for me, like the best architects, ask you. They don't. They don't say, dude, I'm the best f-ing architect. You just sit back and you, you come back in six months. Be the best f-ing house you ever seen. <laughs> right, right. The best architects for me go. How do you live? Do you have a dog or a cat? Mm. Do you have kids? Does any of them special needs? Do you live by the sea? Do we should we build a glass house? Do you have any enemies? Or whatever the f*** thing it is. Right. You know, we start to look at appropriation, like what pan we should use, how hot our temperature should be. The same thing that anything is great. Building a sandwich, it starts out with a foundation right. of intention. It's like, build me the greatest sandwich in the world. I got it. When you're building a Dagwood for a three-year-old, probably not the right party. Mm. Probably not as appropriate. You know, is, is almond butter on a cracker. Sure. It would be the, their greatest of all time. We, we have to make sandwiches. We've got to make point. sandwiches. We've got to do that. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get the video camera in here. Yeah, the, well, that, I'm all in. I think that's probably one of the great studies of all time. Is. Because is building a sandwich. And I had a, I have a little thing in my book about that. Uh, there's no plug on my book, but it's a very simple book. But we'll part of it. it was if I was able to expound on something, it was to go to... 15, or maybe I'll write about this one day, but go to 15 of the world's best architects and challenge them. Not challenge them, but invite them. Right. Like, my theory is the greatest architects that ask those questions of relevance right. would build a greatest sandwich. They would say, hmm, greatest sandwich or my favorite? Okay, well, it's going to be, um, it's going to be yours, but we're going to toast it. And then we're going to add aioli because that's going to insulate from the juicy tomato. Right. And then we'll have purpose the way from a house From a structural, way. structural From a structural standpoint. way. So I have a similar theory. I, I actually call it the sandwich theory. Where well, if I'm go. If I'm creating a dish, huh? and, you know, especially as someone who's, well, for better or worse, known as like a, one of the creative sort of guys, mm-hmm. if like I'm putting something on the plate, I'd say, would all of this work on a sandwich? And if the answer is yes, then we're moving in the right yeah. direction. Well... Because well, it goes back to play as well with others. That's the only I would say the only thing my mother cared about in school, probably was that in uh, elementary school you had that line on your report card that said play as well with others. Do you play well with others? I think 
I'd say uh, you'd have to ask others. <laughs> right. But my intention is that's at the top of my list. Right. Because we're in a world of others. You know? So, it, you know, there's things that I cannot control. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can control is, you know, respecting the people that are in my, in my everything, in my world, in my immediate place, you know, you know um, and finding out to the best of my ability, do I have anything of worth that they need and can I serve it? Or does it need to be refrained? Or does it need to be, um, you know, uh, I'm just here as another seat at the table, which is cool. I'm here to witness you know, so I think appropriating our, our, our position in life is the playing well with others. Even the bass player has got to wait for his, you know, wait for the, you know, crescendo of, of sound. It's the bass player is yeah. always waiting. Or, or do, even, you know. Do you think that um, Italian food, going back to the sort of like a, a lane of expertise, do you think mm-hmm. that like um, Italian food is beneficial for that? Because it is, because there is such authenticity associated with different dishes and techniques or how yeah, do you think I, I think that's a I mean that's a very uh, important subject for a lot of reasons you know um, I was always I've always used the caveat from the beginning to throw the word inspired right at the mm. forefront of that and I found paying homage to something or in being inspired by something I would say the minute I step you know get out you know off the plane or or you know on you know uh, off the turf something stops being italian essentially right. sure. and being inspired by it, or an homage to it yes and i that, love that you know so i think that should give us a sense of i think of freedom and being like my family of my grandparents are italian immigrants i moved from you know from the bronx to west county little town austin new york where i went to you know uh, elementary school middle school and uh, uh, I've always, in you know, moving to Phoenix, which I didn't know a soul, it allowed me, being an outsider or being a, a visitor, which is how I like here in L.A., always being an outsider or being a visitor has been my comfort zone. Mm. I've owned f-ing nothing. You know, I, I feel that, that I rent everything. Love that, know? brother. That's- so therefore, everyone I look at in the same way. Like, I don't have a locals only or, a, you know, native on my bumper sticker. You know, just if I had anything on my bumper sticker, which I don't, you know, it would say visitor. You know, just like in baseball, home visitors. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all temporary. I think it's kind of like, I think you just like literally stumbled upon like a secret of life. I don't know. Uh, like be like <laughs> act like you're the vis- like act like you're the visitor. Like, I'm a, well. That's show, why I am. show the respect like you would be, you know be, if you were visiting someplace. Put a big offense as you want around your house, man. It'll be someone else's house mm. someday, and they'll be it'll be up to them to do what to tear it down to make it higher. It won't be ours. Breaking it down. Yeah. So you know that's the. I mean, those are the the things that when I you know I stared down at a pizza repetitiously, and in my mind was like put things where they're not, you know, and. That was really metaphorically how I saw life, putting things where they weren't. So when I go to a city now to look at where do we put a business, in making sure that, like, John and Vinny, who are my brothers, and, sure. and you know, uh, uh, Evan Funk, and all the other, you know, uh, Elemento, all these other great restaurants in our city, you know, know that we're not here to take bread off tables. We're here to, you know, build this constellation of good. More than, like, you know, man, we're going to come and show people. We're going to come with great humility and be a part of it. But a, a special community that has incredible agriculture, you know, access to sea, and, and uh, from a chef's perspective, a very powerful place to be. So I think all those things, playing well with others, you know, any, you know, kind of uh, uh, can maybe somewhat confusing, you know, metaphor I was trying to bring was really about that, the way we are temporary. But our template has the opportunity to be eternal, mm. you know. How we, how we, you know. Have, how, you ever, have you always been this spiritual? I mean, I think spiritual is a great word. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I grew up, uh, you know, my, you know, uh, uh, you know, Catholic. Uh, I understand all the hypocrisy in, in regular religions and I see it. But I also from that, it's like good shit brings flies. Right. So I think the things that start out good in any, I mean, you pick a religion. Right. Like some people are going to say, God damn, I can get a tax break now. I can do this. I can, like, you know, I can show up and, and be someone and, and take advantage of things. I get all that. But I still try to look when I go anywhere at 
at, at the ounce of good in, in the intention. Even if man has fucked everything up, and we have pretty much everything up environmentally, spiritually, emotionally, we've broken it all down, we've taken advantage, we've kind of looted for quite it's, a it's, long time. It's, it's healing, healing time. Yeah, so now it's just time to be, I think, come clean on, like, like, you, like you, I would say, you tell me who I am. Right. I can't tell you. You, you ask my peers to be able to work with me, and uh, they probably have a better vision. I can tell you, like, you know, what I tried to become, and, and we'll continue to do that. Well, you won't, you won't like to hear it, but it's like one of the greatest of all time, because you said you don't like mm-hmm. to hear... Uh, no. Or you don't like to say it, which makes sense. Speaking of religion. Yeah. So let's get, get let's right into it. where let's I was kind of going with that. Do it. Is pizza, you know, the hashtag pizza is life. Pizza yeah. is religion. Bread is religion to people. And the, the controversy here is you're not making pizza here at, the, at, at Bianco Tartini, right? I mean, There's a little bit. There's a little right, bit. Now, this is a controversy. Like, it's, is, it, is, it, is it flatbread? You know, or, this is, um, you know, my dear friend David Chang and I had a sly smile here. I've seen the David Chang video. Well, we had a great conversation about this. I love him. Speaking of brothers. And uh, it's, first of all, I hate that f-ing word, flatbread. Right. And it sounds like such a cop-out and such a generic, you know, uh, um, it's like an Elm Street, but there's no Elm trees on it kind of thing. Mm, there's an association with yeah, it. Right? Yeah. Okay. But I would say there, there's somehow, um, I guess... The, the opportunity in this case, and I think the reason, one of the reasons we did these flatbreads here was, A, um, it was truly a collaboration between someone that I love, uh, you know, Chad, uh, and all he's built in his life, his wife lives, um, everything that they built to Tartine, their legacy. Um, and if something is truly a collaboration, and something in this case, like, we wanted to do something that was, like, I love what's going on now, um, uh, I mean, I love Bonchi. I love all the, you know, triple beam in town and all the great, you know, kind of uh, uh, Apollonia. And there's all these great kind of um, grandma slice. You know, we've been doing them at Pane Bianco for a long time. No, we really cared. Now they do care a little bit. Right. But um, in Focaccia and the other things we do. In this case, I thought since um, a lot of this at the market was for things for people to eat vertically, for people to come to the market and be almost like these flatbreads being a condiment for like, oh, let me get a tin of those, those you know, uh, um, razor clams. And let me get, uh, you know, um, some of a few pieces of that Comte and or that Stilton. Um, and I'm going to have, you know, some of this kind of lemon, uh, this really simple lemon flatbread. This is built on a porridge bread, you know, Durham and Stargazer from Kevin Morris from a farmer that uh, uh, I'm from a miller. And all those wonderful grains that we're now able to transform basically take the porridge bread that you can buy as a loaf and, 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 and repurpose that mm. and play well with others to use pizza sensibilities on a flatbread. So in this case, it's a f- it is a bread. <laughs> right. It started out as bread. And now what happens when you flatten bread? I thought in this nano or this small mirror maybe we even start a conversation like we're having now right. about how stupid it sounds but now I always say like 20 years ago I go what the f-? and now I go help me understand so when I don't understand something instead of need to hashtag this is, is you know stupid right. I go man let me, let me wait till the end of the meal because sometimes in the third course when the chef or you know or anyone tried to de- need to purposely deny you of the fact that you were so sure that you needed only to tweet out like it was coming. The velvet hammer was coming on that fourth course because right. you needed space for this, what was going to finish the meal, whatever dessert or cheese course or whatever that was about to be bestowed upon you. So I think if anybody really had nothing else to do but judge my life, um, hopefully they're going to wait to the last breath because I think it's, it's, it's hopefully yet to be told. And I'm incredibly a piece of my own intention and, and uh, even though it might sound um, somewhat confusing, I'll guarantee you there's a sense of purpose and place that I hope to um, have you see and understand. Dude, I think it's pretty obvious, dude. You're, oh. you're like, this is, I mean, uh, to, again, to keep on the religious thing, this has been church for me. I'm just, <laughs> usually I'm a lot more well, talkative. Well, it's, it's everywhere. I think, I think that, is the, that is our church, I think, of, of you know, uh, you know, Without, without, you know, uh, naming names of, of, 
uh, in my youth, I think there's something about thinking, you know, 20 bucks, you know, taping 20 bucks to the Madonna is going to set us free. Right. Yeah. You know, I think I think that may be uh, to in good cause, mm. along with the other six hours and, you know, I mean, six days and 23 hours of the week that we try to live in transparency and with good intention. So I think um, those are the those are the the things that I struggle with every day, which was, you know, um, yeah, this this does look like, you know, now, uh, in you know, when I opened up the eighty eight to now we're in two thousand nineteen, we're in a forty thousand square foot city, yes, you know, and it seems and it is massive, but all of a sudden when we talk about it and we see it when you experience it, we're able to have all those little shoe boxes that we still have. You know, there's still a place you can go on Guerrero and go to the original Tartine or come mm. to the original pizzeria tonight in Phoenix. But we always don't eat that way or we're always not in that place. So I think there's two, there's two um, things that are relevant in our world right now. It's like, um, like during the election, I would say, um, you know, I love what Bernie Sanders had to say, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it. But the one thing I would disagree about, and maybe I'm wrong in, in, in prospecting it, but instead of um, uh, kind of tearing Wall Street down, I'd want to challenge it to do good. Right. You know, like big box stores, challenge them to carry better food. Right. Challenge, you know, um, you know, of course I want things made in America, you know, but I also want to understand globally how that affects us. Mm-hmm. When you need to buy a $10 t-shirt because your kid's growing out of at Target. How do we affect that? Yeah. How do we, you know, what are the cause and effects of the decisions made that we make in a, like we start, you know, rate pumping our fists, like without understanding the repercussions of, of you know, you know, what if the things that, you know, some people got away with, maybe unintentionally in big business or loopholes and taxes, we can now get smart people to get involved and say, hey, man, how do we, like, you know, how do we kind of, you know, maybe take a part of our world where it was unconscious and bring a sense of consciousness to it with the hope and some type of redemption that, that is more inclusive in a minimum? So, I, you just broke, well, you also just broke down why, why expand, <laughs> why do this expansion, why, yeah. why you and Chad and the Tartine team and Bianco team have done this. And like the, the uneducated answer is, oh, just to make more money. But yeah. the answer is what you just said, to make the world a better place through well, bro- having these conversations. Well, brother, I'll tell you, you this. Are, you are doing it, dude. I'll tell you this right now. It's like, you know, um, you know, we'll have, at the end of this, we'll have almost 300 people employed right. in the inner city of Los Angeles. Um, we'll be able to affect, you know, tentatively hundreds of thousands of acres of grain and farmers and milling technologies and sustainable grain economies. So all these things are, you know, trying to walk the walk. I don't want to just sit in my little shoebox and ask why we don't make better shoes. We want to make better shoes. Right. And have them a better source. And maybe some of them need to be, uh, you know, um, you know uh, uh, made out of uh, plastic bottles, shoes, or, or, or chairs that are made out of them. But, but we have to create think tanks of creativity and see, you know, why can't we eat better in hospitals? and inner cities and our children and mm. schools and all those things are we just for elitist 30 seat restaurants you can never get into right you know or 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 those things become kind of uh, stars in a constellation i love that you i know? love cooking for lots of people quite honestly Amen, it's always brother. been kind of uh correct congratulations and again i do have a quick idea for you just turn the, bring it i mean it's time for the uh bianco tartine hotel it could I mean, happen, just, man. Just, it could just, happen. Okay, look at that. You know, I think it could happen. Uh, he, uh, he looked away, so that might be something. It might uh, be. It could be, man. Right look for chocolates on I, your pillow for sure. Hit, uh, 100. <laughs> uh, real quick, we usually play a little game near the end of the podcast. You're down. Have fun. I'm down. Okay, so super down. Chris Bianco and Co. So, like, right. you know, in the theme of collaboration here, I'm going to ask you some crazy questions, and you let me Bring know. Bring them. I'm ready. Who you'd want to collaborate Crazier with. Crazier the better. With. Okay, here we go. You're, uh, and then these are all things that are, for our sake and argument, are facts, right? Okay. So you're consulting on a deep dish pizza concept in Chicago. Who's going to be your creative partner? <coughs> Definitely somebody from Chicago. Okay, there we go. So we've, it, it could be anyone. But it could be anyone. Someone yeah. who's in the deep dish pizza game. Someone's in the deep dish game. And I was fishing for like, your thoughts on, 
on deep dish pizza, but it, it, uh, you, I, I think you, you didn't give me any like. Uh, I think negative. there's always, but I think there's always an opportunity to make. I was saying, what makes good things good? Yeah, I think even in that religion, it started out as good, and maybe some people might have. You know, looked at ways for it to be only economically advantageous. Mm, there you go. My whole so. cake take, my take on deep dish is that it's cake with tomato sauce and cheese, which is well, it sounds nice. delicious. Exactly. There so you go. make it better. <laughs> I love that. Um, you're casted in a buddy cop show. Okay? Ah, wow. And uh, you are. You can be good or bad cop. But who is your co-star, and oh, are they man. the good or bad cop? Wow. We'll, we'll, I would say we'll say it's on ABC. This is uh, all right. We'll okay. we'll do it, man. Um, I would say. Uh, I think I'd be the kind of good and bad cop in, in, in both of us. Oh, and so depends they, on the situation. Yeah, okay. it would depend it on the on situation. Who's, who's I, I can't nail down. I wouldn't want to put that on one of my dear friends, but I, w- I would be diligent on that. And I think uh, I, I think we'd be able to appropriate the roles. And, and uh, I think it could be – it could be. Uh, I'm down with it. Let's do it. Who, who are we bringing on? You know what? In this case, I'll, I'll probably start the first one with Chad. Okay, you know? there we go. I like that. Yeah, I think I we like could that. do a cool cop. Little, um, uh, I think um, – like well, chips, Chad, like chips and I, I maybe think, chips and salsa. We could do that oh, show. Oh, chips yeah. and salsa. The parody. got something going. Yeah, the parody. Go. You got it. And I think Chad's the good cop. That's just <laughs> no my, doubt. That's just my take. That's fine. In that show, no doubt about it. <laughs> there you go. Definitely. Uh, okay, listen. This one's more ingredient. You can only you can make pizza, but you only have to ride with either tomato sauce or cheese here. You, one or the other. You, I, well, I know you like love. Yeah, poet. man. I'd have to go. Uh, I'd have to go tomatoes on that. Oh, I, I was. I'm kind of surprised there. Well, you know, uh, being uh, being uh, uh, on the on the on the tomato side of of, uh, of our little uh, world, and knowing that probably there's more people lactose intolerant mm. than than can eat See, tomatoes. Look, always looking out. We gotta for look the out people. for the world. But looking and, out and, for uh, the people. And personally, probably the marinara is my. Even though I do love cheese, and as you can tell by my. Uh, my bikini body hair, um, I, I eat a lot of it, you know, so, uh, or non-bikini Tomato body. sauce is magic. Yeah, I mean, I Let's love a marinara, and, and it makes me appreciate cheese when I have the next one. You got to be honest. I mean, you know, yeah. acidity and umami. But I, I mean, want them both. I mean, I love them both, and I hate to hear I couldn't have it, but. All right. I, I'm, okay, here we go. Next one. Uh, I don't know necessarily where your sports allegiance is. I know you've spent many, yeah. many years in Phoenix, but I know you're a native New Yorker. You're opening a by the slice place near Yankee Stadium. <laughs> who's who's your business? Who's 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 going to be your business partner for that one? Oh man, let me see. My business partner again. De Niro's interested. I'm just saying that that's I'm throwing. That in out that there. case, you know what? I will say if it was in the Bronx, I'd probably call one of my buddies from the Bronx. You there know, Christian Petroni is is oh. uh, he's from a good Bronx boy. Okay, um, he's in the in the in the world of pizza. If I was going to do in the Bronx, I would I would give him a call for sure. There you and, go. That makes sense. And I got a lot of other friends there. We got to keep it local, which you did we, in, for, yeah, for we, Chicago yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay, this one now we know how your feelings are in reality shows, uh, especially food competitions. But in this scenario, you're competing on a reality baking show called Proof. <laughs> this is a show that I'm pitching, by, by the way. All right, good deal. <laughs> um, All right. You need a baking partner. It's you and someone else. Who you gonna, who you going to grab? Well, I definitely bring chat for that. That's, that's a kind of a that's that's, a slam that's dunk. teed up for me right. That's now. a slam dunk, right? Yeah, now. that's a, that's a no brainer. Um, but I guess if you did that show, what would have to be the competition times? Like, if it was a true big, you'd have to have like each each. I round think I think like it only. I mean, it have to be eternal. I mean, I think it might be one long, ever, never ending episode. I think that's why I've never really gotten anywhere yeah. with, with pitching this show. I think you could pitch it. I think I think it just it just could be, you know, they would be more compelled to like having it never end because. I think part of the whole, you know, you know, uh, uh, war of the bread is, you know, um, yeah, come back next well, week. Well, it kind of does, you know, right? Like, and, it's uh, like, how long can you keep the mother dough alive? Yeah. Like, well, the show's never And my whole thing is, like, anybody can make one pizza, and anybody can make one good loaf of bread. Oh. But we'll, like, check in when, like, you know, when it happens 400 times. This and that, true. And they, so they think there's different... There's different aspects of, of that of that world. All right, well, listen. If I ever get that show greenlit, yeah, man, we'll do I'm it. I'm still gonna reach out. We'll to do you. it. I know up. you don't do it. I would, no, I was, no, I would do it. I just wouldn't be there. To, I would just you know say something like, "We all all win." You know, kind of like uh, like T-ball, where there's all they're all winners, man. Oh, there the you go. Day. That's true. Everyone gets a participation trophy. Exactly. Uh, okay, exactly. listen. You're a uh, leading man in a new rom-com. <laughs> leading man, not friend, not the best no, friend. No, Jesus Christ, man. I'm overwhelmed. This is Chris this Pratt is, style. This is uh, who's going to be your um, your your romantic co-star? Remember, this is a fake world. Oh, so. and I want to go with my wife Mia. That would be my. That, that's, yeah, as, that's, as, that's as, again as a good teed up husband. 
Yeah, no, you didn't even have to, you didn't even have Yeah, to. I didn't even blink on that one. And by the way, you also just slayed every other dude who's ever played that type of game with me that is sitting here like you have to just you have to say your wife. Right? There right you off, go. Off yeah, right yeah, or else who are you kidding? Okay, yeah. I just came back from uh, participating in a big uh, U.S. tennis tournament. Um, where I did something with the Williams sisters. Oh, nice. Just amazing, oh, right? Uh, you're in a co-ed mixed doubles tennis tournament. <laughs> Who, who's your uh, female uh, Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, partner? either the Williams sisters. There you go. Okay, uh, they, since they'd have go. to carry me because I, I don't really don't play. Perfect. Okay, uh, four-person bobsled. Who's who are the three other people? Oh, that that's easy. I, I, I'm going to go with those Jamaican cats because <laughs> now you're you know, the, back. the jerk chicken yeah. party at the end would be epic and legendary. I, I love that. Also, yeah. like they're probably pretty old by now. Yeah, but like, I mean, just not... think. I'm just thinking the after party because you know I'm not. I don't need the medal. I just want the after party. There you go. I love it. Uh, last one, Chris Bianco. You're in a relay style pizza eating contest. Uh, it's you and one other person at least. You can name more than one if you want. Could you throw uh, down? Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on competitive eating? It's disgusting. Yeah, it is kind of, it is it's gross. It's disgusting. Right? There's gotta, and there's got to be a but, pizza one, right? But, sure. yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I mean the, the cat that eats all the hot dogs on 4th of Kobayashi? July. Kobayashi? You know, we have to see if we could, we could we, you know, if that's his thing, I would say if that's your thing, do your thing. I like, think they all do compete across yeah, multiple they, platforms. I think, I, I, I obviously will... I mean, even just saying, I didn't know his name, but now even just saying Kobayashi. It's got a nice I think ring it, to it. I think maybe we can get him like a mini bike deal after that. Like, I think we can be on you know, Kobayashi I like 2020. It. You know, I think there's Honda, also, Kawasaki, Kobayashi. I like it. I kind of like it. I think that's a good Or maybe answer. a chainsaw. Ooh. The Kobayashi. Oh, there you go. I like chainsaw it. works. And a trucker hat. Yeah, I think, I'm in. So if he's listening, we'll, we'll put it together. All right, Kobayashi. The offer stands. Okay, last <laughs> thing we do, um, uh, games aside, is something we call 86. It's 86. All right. So something Chris Bianco wants to 86 in this world. It could be your own world. It could just be the food world. It could be the Twitter. Oh, I like it. With, without even I'm not on it, so it'll be easy for me. That, that is easy for yeah, you. And, um, and reasoning being that. Yeah, I want you to write me a letter once in a while. Maybe a postcard. Bring back postcards. So, um, Handwritten notes, though, yeah, need to come back. Yeah. My, I got a couple friends that still send me them. And, and you realize... Uh, um. Yeah. The 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 uh, there's there's something about being the end of someone's hand. Mm, I was gonna. And yeah. with the ability they can have to erase it and edit their thought quicker than they did in the middle of a f-ing drunken. Right. You know. And there is something about holding something, which like as yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing. Deals so. with dough regularly and yeah. ingredients. I I do like the Instagram though. I'm 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 that's the only thing I have. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. I you. dig is that. It, I like it, I, I, I do like that. Just so Twitter. Twitter specifically because yeah, of, uh, I mean I mean I don't like I'm not as hip on Twitter, so I think I don't know if you can put pictures on it, but I do like like I do like the thought of you know seeing a rainbow by yourself is never you know kind of never the party that you expect. So I think just the ability to just say, like, you know, here's a thousand words for you. And um, I think that's, a, you know, it's interesting. I think as long as we can use it like, like, you know, like anything in our world in moderation. Right. And, you know, as I see my kids now, like, swiping left with reckless abandon, I'm trying to kind of as much as I can, you know, you, you know use it to their greatest good. I was uh, blown away. This uh, quick little story. My youngest daughter, when she, we were at a doctor's she, office, she? she's seven, but this was years ago. Go. Yeah. But we're in a doctor's office, and she grabs whatever magazine is in front of her. Mm-hmm. And with the physical magazine, she starts swiping. There and you go. Like, that's when you know technology. That's when, that's when something has tipped, and you're like, oh, my, my kid knows that she needs to swipe an image. Yeah. It's a, a tactile it, magazine. It, it, it's she, mind-blowing. I mean, and, and I think all those things in our world right now, it's like I'm not one of those guys that you know needs to tell you that i walked five miles to school which i didn't but but i do think it's important that um with our kids and our our and for me that means our young people that we work with to be to be honest and and to recognize whatever sense of pain that they're in not not neglecting that Mm. like oh i could work 98 doubles in a row and i'd even breathe you know like like recognize like well what's the world we live in now Right. How do we make a healthy society? Obviously, that's caused a lot of damage in that world of how we, how we, some, like, we didn't know smoking, you know, and then we found the Marble Man, you know, right. didn't are have we, a way out. digitally in that same sort of situation right, do we, right Do now. we need to just, you know, like, kind of just step slightly back from it and then get smart people to work together and have dialogue that, 
can, can you seem can to be able. Us. You could probably help me with the self help for me. Yeah. Is I can always no, help everybody else. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> are you like you know? I the the I, obviously my phone's out now because we're talking, but yeah. like the the desire to constantly go to your pocket to constantly grab the phone, you know, and it's and it's for what to see, like well, you said, a picture of a rainbow yeah, or yeah, or or, or you know, or, call your Uber. Um, I think there's a lot of you know. It is like you know. It's like your liquor cabinet in a way. Like, right. like if you lock that sucker up, your kids are destined to pick that f- lock. Mm, yeah. If you can, we can teach our kids, you know, when it's appropriate. Yeah, they're gonna crash in at one time and and you know and end up you know sleeping on the you know the tile floor one day. But hopefully they can learn to appropriate that, and that that's what I hope for all this stuff. Which is, you know, we can learn to use like, hey, f- I don't know why I'd be now. Like, I mean, I've got my friends phone numbers in you know before the rolodex is not as sexy as the postcard which mm. you want to get you know it's like thumbing through that and then getting the old rotary dial out there is something if we can learn to like you know sometimes i'll get that you know uh you know just to a friend that you didn't know you know you needed it or they needed it. you were able to connect in a in an analysis so i'm as i'm projecting i'm taking that same advice like how do i how do i uh yeah, appropriate. Dude, Any I knew we were going to have a good time. You're a legend. Come on, man. Are, Congratulations. What kind. I did not know was how much wisdom you were going to drop. Oh, man. In our almost huh. hour well, together. You, you like I, might, I don't know if you're available for uh, consulting, but I might just swing, yeah, man. Well, by. Eh, eh, eh. To, well, I say you, you learn things when you burn things, I say, <laughs> and I burned a, born on a few things. We learned a lot today, brother. Thank, Thank you so you. much, man. Bless Appreciate you, man. It. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much uh, for listening to this podcast. Uh, And also thank you to our sponsor who made this episode happen, TrueCar. Visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience. Until next week, stay hungry.